Hello, everybody, and this is Jerry Lee standing in for the Manifester. 
Thank you, Janet Lee, my precious wife. Songs of Elvis Presley, yes, do I ever remember them. Okay, so guess what, ladies and gentlemen, friends? Questions and answers number seven. And we'll be talking, of course, about the Angel War number three and plus some other things that all go along with the subject. I want to start off by reading the introduction just inside the cover page of the book I wrote, Seven Thunders Speak, Manifestor Chronicles Before Genesis. Here is what it says. Somewhere beyond the confines live other creatures of this universe, zones of time, zones of space, zones of deep matter and dark energies, and mental zones of ignorance separate life from life and minds from minds in reaching for truth. It will be discovered in this reaching for truth that earthlings live outside the main streams of the most ancient origins. In the course of time, humans will rise to acknowledge that there are other children of the universe, metaphorically speaking, other sheep, not of the earth foals. In that wonderful and awesome future time, ignorance will fall like broken towers, minds will become brightened, and light will touch mind light, and emerging minds will meet ancient messengers, cherubims, cherubim, seraphim, and other arisen from prior universes. Surely one day, mortals will look deeply into space and see their own face in the offspring of Enoch's Melchizedek progeny, sons and daughters whose Artesian parents were not born on earth. So then, one day, the profound manifest of these truths will help deep memories to rise, and mortals will become known as they were once known. Then and only then will the human masses begin to perceive the message of the Soundtron and the energy dot history densities that speak of that which was, that which is, and that which shall be. Surely then mortals will begin to comprehend the purpose for the vast universe in which they live, and the greatness of the invisible ultimate God the I Am, who abides in the first domain of spiritual infinity, seeing all, knowing all, and loving all. Turn with me to the book of Revelations, chapter 9, verse 1, to begin with. I'll just briefly just mention a few things that we've already discussed because of the time factor here. I will have to go at a fairly good gallop to just get through this teaching. The first verse, And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and unto him was given the key of the bottomless pit. Now, we explained uh, briefly that these numbers, like fifth angel, sixth angel, seventh angel, those are not intended to be understood as being in a chronological order or a numerical order, like you would follow with two comes after one and three comes after two, and that gives you a sequence of order, and, and, and depending how it is used, gives you a timing factor. But that is not the intent. Uh, so it does not mean, for instance, that um, uh, number five comes before number six. Even though it seems like this is a sequence of these different events, 
Uh, it doesn't work like that. This Bible is in spiritual code. And uh, just to give you an example of that, just for your own benefit, in case you're a little doubting Thomas over there, and we love you even if you are, um, here, is, here is something that is worth uh, thinking about. Uh, in, uh, and we're going to come back to chapter 9. In chapter 20 uh, of Revelations, it talks about, um, in uh, the uh, ninth verse, And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints and around about the beloved city. And fire came down uh, 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 from the, upon, see, and, uh, pardon me, and compassed the camp of the, of the saints around about the beloved city, and fire came down from God out of the heavens. So we see here in the 20th chapter, the beloved city is already down on the earth. And the term camp means temporarily. So what it basically means is this earth, uh, this this uh, uh, new heaven has come, you know, and and which is also a city, because it's a city of heaven and it's a city, uh, and that it has come down uh, from heaven, and the, and the Bible actually says that in the twenty-first chapter and, and second chapter, I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband, but here we see. In, if we were looking at it sequentially, it has already happened here in chapter 20. Nevertheless, in chapter 21, which according to our following numbers, it hasn't happened yet. So we have a conflict between chapter 20 and chapter 21 as to this city having come down or still getting ready to come down. And that is because chapter 21 isn't necessarily prior to chapter 20. And it's only by the Spirit that a person can understand that these stories that are being told, these revelations that are being unfolded, are not in sequential order, and, and that has to be put in sequential order by the Spirit of God, by the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. Okay, that gets that straight. That's just one example. There are many. We will only use that one because that's all we have time for. Now, we also talked about, though, that, that the, when it says fifth angel or sixth angel, uh, that those, those embodied uh, coded information. And we talked in this case here, the fifth angel was like the fifth generation day of creation. And how that was the time that uh, Lucifer, Satan, was operating as the morning star angel, taking the place of Yahweh, or as you may call him, Yahweh. And um, that... Um, uh, that became the time when Lucifer Satan tried to take over creation and did take it over for a period of time called the fifth generation age, which was the longest uh, generation uh, day age uh, of all the days of creation. Okay, and then this angel falls down from, from heaven unto the earth, but to that, this person is given the key to the bottomless pit. And we explain the bottomless pit, pit is not in the middle of the earth. You know, there's nothing bottomless about that. There's a solid core down there. And, and, uh, and you know, if you go all the way uh, through it, you'll be out the other side. There's, it's not a bottomless uh, pit at all. Uh, but it's actually talking about space. And, uh, and we'll see that as we get on further in. And so this angel, we find, 
in verse 11 of chapter 9, they had a king over them, the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name is in Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, and in the Greek, uh, uh, his name is Apollyon. So we see that the satanic thing is actually what is going on. He has been given the key to this space. Um, he's not given the right to any planets or at this time. He's lost that right. He did uh, have a, a great uh, encourage of planets in, in his control. He's lost that, but he still has power to be in space, and he can build, you know, uh, uh, satellites and all those kind of things. Okay, so, uh, and then um, he opened the bottomless pit. Uh, that means he put it into action. He did something with it. Uh, he didn't just let it, uh, you know, lie there in, in uh, mental poverty. And uh, he immediately was manufacturing. I preached about that last week, and that's what the furnace means. And he began to create these uh, locust uh, creatures, which we call the mantis, and we have to go back into the teachings to find out all the meanings of that. And um, and then there's certain powers that these uh, these locusts are described as having. Uh, You know, uh, they are uh, capable of tormenting uh, people for five months. But five months isn't just like it means, you know, uh, January, February, March, April, May. Uh, it Five months is, an, once again, ties into like the fifth angel, ties in uh, to the the forces and the work uh, of the satanic uh, trinity or and the, and the, and the forces uh, uh, dark, okay, or the dark forces. Okay, so um, uh, when we begin to see that kind of an understanding, uh, we understand understand it uh, uh, quite differently than what uh, is expected to be understood by uh, theological representations. Now, we're going to skip over to verse 13, and it says, The sixth angel sounded. Once again, we're not talking about this six following five, even though that seems to be the way it's happening here in the Bible. Uh, you know, it, it, it has a deeper, more relevant uh, meaning than that. And six is a very interesting number. Uh, it is the number of man, and man was created on the sixth day. And, and, the, and the carbon man, which man is mostly a carbon, you know, he's a carbon man. That's what gives him his substance. Um, that's, uh, carbon number is six protons, six neutrons, and six electrons. If you put those six, six, six horizontally together, you have the number of the carbon man, which is six, six, six. So it's all interesting how these things fit together. They do have an order. They do have a deep, integral meaning. And and uh, along with that, there's many other uh, attributes of understanding. Uh, then some very curious and very uh, wonderfully interesting things are happening in this chapter. Uh, and it says, um, the 14th verse of the ninth chapter of Revelations, uh, that he heard a voice, and the voice is from the four horns of the golden altar. Notice the term four, and horns, and altar, uh, because the altar has to do with where the presentations are made uh, for for humans, 
and and the altar is a four-horned altar because there are four kinds of humans, and um, so we got a four a four-horned altar, and say unto the sixth angel which had the trumpet, loose the four angels. The four angels are tying in to the number four horns of the altar, which are bound in the great river Euphrates. Well, when you start looking at this from this perspective, loose the four angels bound in the Euphrates River. Uh, we have to understand it's not talking about the literal Euphrates, that the literal Euphrates River has in it, uh, you know, uh, four angels that have been bound in there for eternities uh, or for, for you know, ages and ages or eons, however you like to call it, ages, whatever. Uh, but th we, we know that when we look uh, in the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verse 10 through 14, that out of Eden flowed four rivers. And the four rivers were the Pison, the Gihon, the Hedekel, and the Euphrates. And so the Euphrates uh, was one of those rivers. And then we know by the teachings of the Holy Manifest, and if you you know, have time, you'll just have to go back into the, into the broadcast and into the blogs to get all the scriptures and everything that, you, that you'll need. But we know that in the, these teachings uh, that these represented four genetic rivers. And, and they each uh, have a circumference of land that they are involved in as a genetic river of people. The Pison, we called the, uh, you know, the, the uh, uh, we, we, we called the first man. Uh, but all of these men did not have souls. None of these uh, men creatures had souls. So um, uh, we called the Pison, uh, you know, like, like uh, the, the bird man. And we called the Gihon the serpent man. And the Hedekel we called the giants. And the Euphrates were the group of um, of non-soul people that uh, the mother and father of Adam came from, and they are described of the whole episode in the 16th chapter of uh, Ezekiel, uh, verses one through three, or pardon me, one through thirteen. Now you have to understand that that chapter is put in a metaphorical uh, sense, and that it starts off. Uh, you know, showing that every human being literally represents uh, the ultimate configuration of Jerusalem. And so when we come back to Revelations, looking at Jerusalem, uh, we discover in, in, in the, the numbers given uh, in, in the book of Revelations uh, that um, there are 12,000 you know, of of the a thousand of each of the of the people of Israel, a thousand of each tribe. These are humans, and then then there's twelve thousand of them because there's twelve tribes. And then when you when you are to multiply that according to the Bible, uh, twelve times twelve uh, thousand gives you a hundred and forty-four thousand. This becomes the measurement of the walls that reaches around the city in in a four square fashion. And so 
uh, as we begin to see that, it's all coming back in these in these numbers. It's all coming back in these uh, geographical references, and and it's all coming back in these metaphors uh, that are definitely positioned with a spiritual uh, interpretation. Uh, and and so that's how it is in the 16th chapter of 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 uh, the book of um, of Ezekiel. Uh, this baby is born, and because of how it describes it, you know, in in uh, in the Bible, and it's actually uh, you know uh, the Greek Bible that that it it tells it that there was something not quite right with the child, uh, and manifest teaches that. Uh, uh, they feared because uh, of the, the what they considered to be a problem with this uh, child, and so they threw it away. They didn't want to kill it. That's what they were supposed to do. They threw it away, and then the angels found it in a field, and it had not it had not uh, uh, you know been uh, washed or, or uh, its navel uh, you know properly trimmed and cut uh, of the umbilical cord. Uh, and that the angels took and raised that that child, which was Adam, and said, "Live." And then later, uh, at first, this he he did not have a soul, and he he became you know a man, but he did he did not have a soul because he was from the soulless Euphrates people. But then God breathed into him uh, in a certain way, Kralayat the Fesh, and he got us uh, uh, in addition to a body soul he got the spirit soul uh, which was the birthright uh, you know that belonged to to this new uh, baby child uh, a man and that story is told in uh, Ezekiel 16 1 through through uh, 13 uh, in Isaiah 8 7 through 8 I read it to you last week it tells how that a river represents people like a whole nation and in Revelations seventeen fifteen, Revelation seventeen fifteen, it tells by the interpretation of an angel that um, you know that rivers, waters represent nations, people, tongues, kindred, etc. So we have the grounds, and there are dozens and dozens and dozens of scriptures we don't have time to go into, and the number is four. So they're represented different ways in the Bible: four corners of the earth. Uh, the north, the south, the west, the east, four winds, uh, four beasts. Um, those four beasts are represented in Ezekiel 1.10, Revelations 4, 7 through 8, Daniel 7, 2 through 8, as metaphors of these four beasts, which are all representing the four kinds of men, the four kinds of humans, which are Noah, Shem, Ham and Japheth. Now, over the years, of course, I have had people say to me, that's not correct because the earth was only uh, populated by the sons of Noah, which is Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And so that is totally incorrect. Noah wasn't involved. But, uh, you know, that is unfortunate uh, for someone who doesn't know to try to speak to someone who does know and tell them that they are incorrect when uh, they don't have any proof to back up what they're saying except scriptures that have to do with a certain time in which what they're saying was true, but it doesn't envelop the whole life of, of Noah. Now, Noah was, you know, uh, <laughs> quite uh, a, a, an ancient character by the time he died. He lived 950 years. 
950 years. And he lived 350 of those years after the flood. And and he wasn't a deadpan. He he wasn't a, a, a you know a doornail. Uh, you know he had lots of life, and, and we have proof when we examine the life of some of these um, uh, people that lived long ages mentioned in the Bible, and they had children. You know, uh, right on up into some of the some fairly ancient ages, and and uh, and in fact, though, when we turn to Genesis chapter nine verse one, Genesis chapter nine verse one. God speaks at a certain point to Noah and his sons and says for all of them, mentions them, you know, mentions all four of them, Noah, Shem, Ham, Japheth. I want you to, I want you to bring forth children and, be, and populate this world. So at a later time, when it was at first only the three sons of Noah, that was changed because the sons of Noah didn't always behave perfectly. And there were some faults found with them. And they were even, one of them, Ham, was demoted, so to speak. And Noah was brought back into the picture of the repopulating of the earth in chapter 9, verse 1. Okay? So, now, let's... Um, Let's uh, get up and go here uh, with some uh, interesting things. Uh, <clears throat> let's um, look at um, at chapter 9, and let's read right beneath that river of Euphrates, verse 15, and the four angels were were loosed, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year for to slay the third part of, of men. Now, there is, in this Euphrates uh, River, all of the humans on the face of the earth, because Adam was a Euphrates man. He came out of the Euphrates River, and then he was given a soul, and so all his progeny uh, were birthed with souls. And that's why, in the sixth chapter of Genesis, the sons of God, which were those who had souls, they were all the progeny of Adam, began to marry the daughters of men who did not have souls, who were Pison, uh, Hion, or the Gion, the Hittichel, the, uh, the other Euphrates, people that did not have souls. And that's when God decided that's, this cannot go on because this would destroy the whole plan of, um, of perpetuating and, and uh, propagating the earth with soul people. And thus came the flood. Okay, so um, now we're we're seeing that though a, a, a great time is is exampled as having passed, and uh, there are people that are in this Euphrates River. Well, what this is talking about is people that are actually in in Abrahamic the Abrahamic uh, Abraham's bosom. Uh, they are in the regeneration, and uh, you know there's there are scriptures to show that there's at least uh, a possibility of seven times a person can be reborn on earth and live out a, a life uh, because there is a, there is a scripture in Ecclesiastes that guarantees that every human being will get these two things. Number one, they will get a time. Number two, they will get a chance. So 
the time has to uh, incorporate a chance, and a chance has to incorporate the time. And they belong together as a dualistic value. And so in that sense, uh, everyone has to have a time to be able uh, to be equal to everyone else. And God is no respecter of persons. And I gave you uh, a couple of weeks ago a long list of all the scriptures that's, that say that. Uh, and everyone is going to get an equal time, and everyone is going to get an equal chance. Now, uh, there were some very interesting things that were taught in the Old Testament. Um, it's amazing. But but uh, God had an idea and a way of doing things. And uh, when they started numbering the children of Israel, one of the things uh, that the scriptures uh, taught was that um, uh, each of these uh, people that were to be numbered, uh, because it was not a thing that really pleased God uh, to number the children of Israel, because it was never the intent of God for these people to be used as soldiers to go out and kill other nations' uh, people. Uh, but the angel was going to go before them, and sometimes he would use hornets and, and various critters to drive these people out. Uh, the angels had their own way of, of working with things. Uh, but, you know, uh, Israel rebelled, and they ended up having to go out and, and fight these wars. And then, of course, they always wanted to know how many potential soldiers they had, and uh, then they wanted to number them. So uh, God required then that they pay a tribute, that they that they, they make a donation, uh, you know, f and that each he person. And this is the interesting part. Uh, he says, you know, we don't want to give anyone a bias. Or we don't want to give anyone a priority to make them think that they, they gave more. Therefore, they in some way have an advantage or have a greater, a greater investment. So he says, uh, the rich will pay the same amount as the poor, and the poor will pay the same amount as the rich, because he wanted it to be balanced. Well, understand, when we are looking into these things of the, of the Bible, there is a realistic understanding uh, that is by the Holy Spirit as to how God uses um, his uh, righteous sense uh, to equate what justice is, what fairness is, and and what the division of the word is. So we, we just have to keep all of that uh, into place. Okay, so now we're talking, we've got these groups of uh, regenerated people. Now, that doesn't mean because they're in the regeneration that they're automatically getting better every time. Uh, let's, let's just say, for instance, you know, I'm, I'm, this is just a for instance. Um, people in the, old, in, the, in the old Bible times lived an average before the flood, an average of 830 years. So let's say that someone has 800 years to, to live in the regeneration. And, uh, you know, um, and they live, oh, every time they live, they live an evil life. But he, just because they're evil doesn't mean that they, they say, well, these guys are evil, they don't get a chance to regeneration. No, everybody gets a time and a chance, and that chance is going to be equal. Just like the rich and, 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 and the poor are going to pay the same price. Even though you've got the goods, you're, you're going to pay the same price that the poor do, and the poor, even though they don't have the goods, are going to pay the same price that the rich do, because God has a, a, a base of justice. And so these people who are in the regeneration, it doesn't guarantee that they are 
spiritual aura that they are overcoming. Some of them uh, can just plain, uh, you know, every time they live, live an evil, evil life, or or in the are in the the, the scale of, of balances. Uh, out of maybe five lives, maybe only one would be a decent life, and four of them would be evil. So, in the ultimate finality of it, uh, by time they finish their time in a chance, it may end up evil. But there would always be those who were progressively getting uh, improved as they were regenerating, and and uh, at the end of their time, uh, they were overcome. They were ready to become uh, dignitary. Okay, now uh, this is near to the time, very close to the time of the uh, of the time, time and dividing of the times. It's not there yet, but it's getting close. So it is allowed for this angel. And we'll see as I read some of the manifest script, uh, the uh, uh, additional explanation of that. It is allowed for this manifest uh, angel to to uh, uh, loosen these people uh, out uh, out of that situation. By this time, there are there are already uh, new creations uh, being born on earth who do not have souls. They're born of the ophanim, uh, but the ophanim, are, uh, you know, uh, stopped uh, breeding uh, children uh, with souls because that only a soul can only be put in place for a, a child uh, uh, to receive if a soul is available. Once all of the ophanim who had souls have been rebirthed and, and finished their last time and chance, uh, then eventually there gets to be you know hardly any or or none uh, of the souls that are available for regeneration. Thus, people continue having children, but those children that are born they look the same, but they don't have souls, and and they have body souls, but they don't have spirit souls. Okay, so. You're getting educated here, and this is quite a thing. So now then, from that standpoint, uh, uh, we see that um, uh, some of them are immediately, and there's evidently at least 200 million of them, immediately inducted into the army of Satan. And we find that here in the 16th verse. And the number of the army of the horsemen were 200,000, thousand, and I heard the number of them which equals 200 million. And so this happens right after these angels loosen the, the, the uh, you know, loosen the angels uh, that are bound in the, in the great uh, uh, river Euphrates. And of course, if you follow the teachings, uh, angels, humans, angels are fallen humans. So they are, the angel comes from the Greek word messenger and they're failed messengers and you know they once were spiritual messengers, not failed. Then they fell and they became failed messengers. And then they're trying to overcome, or they're not going to overcome, and they're going to fail to be able to be saved. And so then we have a whole bunch of these these uh, persons through the regeneration, re and they decide to join the the army of darkness. And 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 in this one case alone, there's two hundred million of them that become part of this incredible army. Now these, this is an additional group, this is an additional group to the um, the androids and the robots, uh, which are the mantis people. 
that we read about earlier in chapter 9. Uh, and so there are many different kinds of divisions that Lucifer is putting together uh, to bring about his victory that he has planned. He wants to guarantee his victory, and he wants to come in from many different angles, and that is what he is doing. Okay, so then um, we have this strange kind of language, and I, I want you to really listen to this, you know. And it says, um, and in this, this is the 17th verse of chapter 9, And thus I saw the horses in the vision, and them that sat on them, and we've explained to you the horses are like horsepower, like like these crafts that that have this tremendous uh, engine power, and um, and they don't, you know, they they they're not exactly what you call engines, but in our terminology for our uh, day uh, of uh, being so unadvanced, that's good enough for most people uh, to just think of it in terms that is more relevant to their vocabulary. And uh, and the number, uh, of course, we said is 200 million. And then in 17, and thus I saw the horses in the vision and them that sat on them having breastplates of fire, of jasseth and brimstone. Now, we want to look at that for just a little bit. Uh, there are um, There are breastplates. If we go back to the seventh verse of the ninth chapter, uh, and and over you know onto this other side, um, and it talks about the shape of the locusts were like in the horses prepared to battle, and then down in the ninth verse it says, and they had breastplates as it were breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was as the sound of the chariots of many horses. So now we've got a breastplate that. Um, it's made out of iron, and that's probably much easier for most people to understand than this description in the 17th verse, which says these breastplates, they, had, they were breastplates of fire. Now, if you had a breastplate that was a breastplate of fire, and you thought of it as being really uh, true fire, like the kind you cook something on a stove or like burns down a, a forest, um, uh, you, you would you would wonder just exactly what kind of a of a breastplate that was, and how could you wear something that would get that hot and would put you right uh, into the flame? Uh, you had a breastplate that was made of fire, so obviously the word fire there has to mean something different than the word fire. So then, if the word fire there, which is this immediate uh, interpretation in chapter nine verse seventeen of the breastplate. Um, is is relevant to something different than than the name it describes. Then the next name, Jasseth, which is a precious stone. There are some flowers called that, but let's talk about stones. And brimstone must also have a different kind of meaning, and that is is extremely uh, important and extremely interesting because. Um, the meaning of these things is far more vast, far deeper uh, than what anyone can even begin to imagine unless it's revealed to them by the Holy Spirit. And without that, uh, you know, being revealed by the Holy Spirit, then uh, there is a problem. Now let's look at, at chapter 20, 
Verse 10, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. Now here is the devil that deceived them being cast in the lake of fire and brimstone. Well, fire and brimstone is actually the dis description, basically, of this bottomless pit that they went into. And, and, um, and now, in the end, they're going to be thrown into this lake of fire and brimstone. Um, we begin to see something different than what we think. Basically, we begin to see that what happens here is they are just put back to where they came from. They are kicked off of the earth. They are put back into space. And they're limited to their mantis creatures and limited to whatever the meaning of fire is, which we'll get into, and to whatever the meaning of jaseth and you know, brimstone is. What the meaning of that is, they're limited to that, and they're put back into that. The difference is, is it tells in this particular scripture here that the the lords, the angels of the commission searched and there was no place found in, anywhere in the heavens uh, that there was a place, that there was a, a terrestrial, celestial place for, for them. So they were left bound uh, until the closing of the universe in space. And of course, that was an incredible torment to them. Not a torment of fire. You can't burn a spirit. You can't burn a, a creature who has a body but can instantly turn it into a spirit. Uh, but it's a mental torment. And so now we're just beginning to get you know some ideas here that are very far out and very different from what uh, you know people could even imagine. Well, uh, if we if we start off by looking at this thing on the breastplate of fire, um, you know. Uh, Back in history, the United States and Canada, and, and, and there was other nations included too, uh, but I'll just mention those two, uh, the CIA was involved in a human research scientific intelligence, which was a kind of mind control, and it was called mind fire. So if we look at this breastplate of fire, and we consider it as being um, this highly commutative intelligent uh, agency of 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 neuron uh, information based on the on the quantum computer so that the very uh, aspects of this whole breastplate was a sensory perception uh, uh, of of quantum neurons uh, that was able to sense and it was just a living uh, fire energy now when we even talk about us human beings, most people don't realize it, but um, uh, in our body, because of the electricity that we have, there is there is a constant state of fire. We we control that fire by being mostly water and by drinking juices and water and so forth, and we keep a balance. Uh, but but you know this fire can mean different things, and so then we 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 begin to understand this breastplate as having an incredible meaning of, of this ability, uh, you know, to, to be a mind fire. And, and uh, uh, then if we, we look at, um, at, let's say, we look at the uh, jacinth, jacinth uh, well, 
um, I don't have the time to go into the real technical stuff on that. And besides that, some of that I'm reserving uh, for when 20,000 people sign up uh, on the uh, the pomegranate uh, uh, puzzle and I get 20,000 people and then I'm going to reveal uh, many of these things about uh, the spacecraft and and many of these kinds of mysteries. But as, but the Jacinth um, does have you know, um, a capability of uh, hydrogen ions uh, that are, are positive, but that can convert to negative also. And, and, um, and there are different kinds of color codes that, that, that are um, very important as, as uh, codes, um, like violet, indigo, blue, green, yellow, orange, and red. The collection of them all equal white. If they were to go through the prism with all those colors in one batch, at the other end of the prism would be white. And so the translation of those colors collectively would equal white. And who would ever imagine that? Of all the colors in the world, and you looked at these colors, which some of them are pretty, you know, bright, uh, you would never think that they could end up collectively uh, turning out to equal white. Uh, but that is the beauty of it when you start getting into uh, these uh, various kinds of codes and various kinds of deep meanings. Now, uh, what is important about that statement I'm making on, J on, on Jacinth is that in the uh, advanced mind and understanding of that world that, that Lucifer's Satan is in and that those people of that day will be in, uh, uh, anything negative uh, can become positive, and anything positive can become negative. Magnetism can become non-magnetic, and non-magnetic uh, things can become uh, magnetic. And and so this ability to be able to reverse them, to uh, to uh, uh, intercede so so that they are inverted, uh, is a powerful thing that is understood uh, in those those days. Now. The other thing that is interesting is brimstone, because brimstone is the ancient name for sulfur, and um, and there's a lot about sulfur that that you know people are just not just not aware of. Um, you know, uh, sulfur was um, was what was used uh, to uh, facilitate the ignition process of gunpowder, that was used in you know uh, <laughs> some of the first. Uh, rifles and guns and so sulfur has been connected to warfare going way way back in into history and and when you start getting into sulfur crystals and atomic structures uh you know there's all kinds of possibilities like right now there are some major breakthroughs that is is uh, barely known by most people you know for instance like uh, the uh, fister uh, breakthrough uh, which which uh, in, involves um, uh, you know um, uh, a certain amount uh, of the the uh, aspects of uh, the atomic aspects of uh, sodium um, uh, like isotopes. Uh, it is it is actually a breakthrough uh, uh, that refers to the quantum computers. Uh, the quantum computers are coming, and when they do come, all these other computers will be nothing but, you know, antique uh, uh, typewriters. Um, another thing that they've got to break through, and uh, this is they've already have broken through with it, is this disk, and it's a teeny 
solar disk battery that traps solar power uh, to run an entire house, uh, and, it, and it can run for you know hours and hours and hours in this little teeny uh, disk uh, battery uh, that traps solar power, and and uh, that's all part of what's happening in this discovery of of the capability of everything that that word brimstone means. So that isn't even beginning to tell the whole story. Uh, I'll have to save that for the time when, uh, you know, people end up uh, clicking in on that uh, 20,000 number and get this 20,000 down, then I'm going to be able to go on with it. But uh, this thing about the breastplate is very, very curious and very, very interesting. Uh, and and uh, uh, there's an aspect of the breastplate uh, being a shield and, and a, and a uh, circle circuit empowerment. And there's, there's a lot of scripture that we can look at that talks about, you know, the line that goes out into all the universe. Uh, uh, Psalms 19 uh, in Romans, the sound that is in the whole universe. Uh, Romans chapter 10. Um, this thing of the tw- of the twelve, the twelve stones, uh, Joshua uh, four eight talks about the twelve stones that was set as a pillar for uh, a thing to r- recognize a memory of a certain event. Uh, Revelations twenty two two talks about uh, twelve uh, manner of fruits, and we know that in uh, Revelations twenty one twelve it talked about the gates, the twelve gates, the twelve pearls. I think also the 12 fruits in that one. But there were 12 tribes, 12 gates, 12 pearls, 12 fruits, 12 foundation, uh, you know, and, and et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's a really big thing. This goes back all the way to the breastplate of the Urim and Thummim. And in Exodus 25.7 and Exodus 28.4 and Exodus 39.8 and Leviticus 8.8. 8. Let me read it again. Exodus 25.7, Exodus 28.4, Exodus 39.8, and Leviticus 8.8, we have these 12 stones that are put on this breastplate, and, and they have a representation. And, and it, it is so important to understand that uh, these were connected to the meaning of the Urim and Thummim, and, and uh, uh, that, that the, they were set on that uh, uh, breastplate in a four square manner um, it it connects to the soundtron circuit um, there was a message there of the twelve circuits that these stones in their crystalline structures uh, each had a different uh, uh, way of, of simulating a certain circuit and so that there was twelve circuits and uh, in job twenty two fourteen uh, it talks about God walking in the circuits of heaven. And there's more about circuits in Psalms 19.8 and Ecclesiastes 1.6. So it's, it's, it's just awesome. Patterns. Uh, there are so much about the patterns. Um, we are told that, um, that, <clears throat> that there are patterns and, and uh, we remember how God spoke to Moses and he was very emphatic to Moses about taking care that he did things according to the pattern showed him in the mount. And, and uh, as he began to go forward, now 
let me just uh, briefly turn here. I've read this different times, but to Hebrews, because it is such an important uh, scripture on the subject, the 12th chapter uh, of Hebrews. And, uh, you know, we, we, can just, uh, we can just see this uh, for the powerful things that, that it does say. Um, Hebrews 9.23, okay? So let me just read that right now. Um, it was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. So now we see by this scripture that there are, there are things uh, in the heavens and there are things on earth that can serve as patterns to represent those things in, in, in heaven. And we can also understand in, in uh, this chapter 9, verse 93, that it was therefore necessary. It's not just a blank that there's, there's no format to it. There's no definite design of request to it. It's necessary, you know, that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these. But the actual heavenly things, which go beyond being just symbols, are are to are to be um, are, are are to be even better representations uh, than those other things that are being used as examples and patterns. So it is so important to understand that when we have something like a breastplate described uh, in the book of Exodus, like in these various chapters where God said, "Now make make this this breastplate," and and that. These, this high priest is wearing something that represents the 12 circuits of the soundtron, is wearing something that represents this high resolution of circuitary, circuitary speed, uh, way far advanced of anything that uh, was possible uh, hardly to understand uh, according to their education in that day. But as people are advancing, even in this day in which we live, they're beginning to see that there are more and more uh, uh, things advancing into higher and higher resolutions. Um, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm sending out this this letter, survival letter, and uh, that is uh, going to be, you know, very, very interesting uh, to a lot of you people. Now, um, I had a gentleman here the other day, He'll probably be listening to this tonight. Uh, he's sort of new to our group, uh, but he was uh, sort of caught up with uh, someone that he heard do an interpretation of the hieroglyphics uh, that are in some of the uh, pyramids and in some of the buildings uh, in Egypt. And he was more or less uh, asking my opinion on what I thought about that. And I said, well, you know, um, uh, the hieroglyphics are uh, pictures uh, that are representing language and, and, and words. And, uh, and these, you know, are basically written for the pharaohs that they call gods. And, uh, and these gods, uh, they don't have eternal life, not really, but they hope to have eternal life. And they leave this little shaft where they hope their spirit will get out. But, you know, uh, they don't want to die alone. So some of their best servants that just have served them, uh, you know, to to the wholeness of their hearts, 
they collect all of them and their families and let them just sort of, uh, you know, uh, uh, die of, of, uh, of food, water, and oxygen uh, in, their, in the uh, burial tomb uh, where, they are, where they, the pharaoh is put. I'm really not interested in any of the hieroglyphics uh, that have to do about their stories. Uh, because it to me is 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 ancient, and um, and there's nothing wrong with something being ancient, but it's ancient in the sense uh, that it is it is that much further away from what is spiritual, and it's the same thing with the Mayans, uh, and and uh, some of their predictions at 2012, uh, you know, recently the the uh, archaeologists have dug in, into this uh, location that they hadn't dug before. And they found the most awful pit of uh, of children and babies and and humans that had been mutilated and tortured and uh, being sacrificed. I am not interested in what the Mayans have to say about the end of the world. And if you people listening here tonight, you want to go out and you want to listen to what these these uh, murdering Mayans had to say, uh, who tortured uh, young people and trust in their prophecies, God have mercy on you. God have mercy on you. What a what a, what what a degradation. What a shame that the church has gotten to if it's going to drop down to listening to people like that instead of listening uh to to seers and the prophets of God. And, and the same thing with these hieroglyphics. Sure. I mean, I understand uh, most uh, about these I understand these hieroglyphics I understand uh, this aspect of a lot of the teachings of the mans uh, the part that they get into the astronomy uh, and some of their math uh, yes but I do not uh, use those examples to follow those examples for what I believe because I do not trust any of those kind of summations and uh, and it's the same thing with these people that are out there trusting, uh, you know, uh, individuals uh, that are into remote viewing. They're using psychic processes, human physiological processes. It has nothing to do with the Holy Spirit revelation, with the Holy Ghost revelation. And and, uh, so, you know, why am I interested in listening to these people, you know, uh, muster around, with 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 uh, uh, once in a while they might hit it and most of the time they don't. Uh, I'm not interested in any of that. Uh, you know, uh, you know, render unto Caesar the things that belong to Caesar. If you're in Caesar's camp and you want to mess with some of these things, you render it. But I'm rendering unto God the things that are God's, and I w- I wouldn't dare to go- come before God and say, God, I want to render you. To you, these uh, prophecies of the mans who who mercifully, uh, who who unmercifully tortured uh, th- their own people. I want to uh, render to you uh, these people uh, that you said in your commandments: Thou shalt have no other god, uh, who made Pharaoh their god, and who killed his best servants with him when he died. Um, I want to render you know some of their writings to you. Uh, I, I tell you what. <laughs> I'd be terrified to do that. I'd be terrified to take those those worldly possessions that belong to Caesar's kingdom and, and, and render those unto God. And the same thing with people who are fl- uh, trusting in the flesh, who are, you know, uh, uh, Jesus says that he understood humans. He understood man. He understood the mortal. He knew what was in him. Therefore, he would not ever take a testimony of him. Now, that, those are the words of Jesus Christ. He would not take a testimony 
of any human because he knew what was in man and he did not trust man. If you are out there taking a testimony of humans that are giving you a story made by humans about humans, uh, you are doing exactly opposite of what Jesus said to do. He said he would not do that. He's expecting you to follow him, and you're not supposed to do it either. So, so you know, when you come to this station, when you come to the, the, the websites of the Manifestor, we're teaching Holy Manifest revealed by the Holy Spirit. And that correlates by the proofs of the Bible, uh, this precious word. Yes, I know there are some truths out there in the Dead Sea Scrolls, in, in various uh, pseudo types of, uh, that they call it, uh, pseudographic types of, uh, of of other literature. And, and, you know, Book of Enoch and on and on and on. Uh, you know, uh, I know there there are some points in there. But, you know, uh, I think if the majority of the people really just understood the Bible, really just understood what the Bible was saying uh, before they start worrying about too many of those other books. I think it's educational to read them. I think that's good. I think the knowledge, uh, you know, you just, people are be applauded uh, for, uh, for the knowledge that they have. But I think they must always remember and always keep in mind that, that the Bible is the supreme book. The Bible is the Word of God. Some people say, yeah, but there's contradictions or there's problems. There, is, there are no contradictions. There are no problems. And, and I, am, I am a scholar on this. Listen to what I say. There are no problems with the Bible when it is interpreted by the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit explains everything that is missing verbally, uh, uh, in in the word through translations or anything else, it explains it and it gives the backup. Uh, and and there is the Aka, the Aka revelation, uh, which uh, uses various points uh, that it draws out of the scripture uh, through names of persons and places that that also fills in the gaps. But it's all out of the Bible. It's all part of the story of the Bible. And so I'm just saying this not to hurt your feelings, not to put you down, but to just give give you an alert, to just brighten up your mind on the seriousness of these subjects because we need to hear the Word of God. We need to hear what the Word of God is saying. And, and, and you know, patterns, yes, Romans, 9, 20, uh, Romans 1, 19 through 20. Uh, Romans 8, uh, verse 5, Romans 9, verse 23, and Hebrews 9, uh, 23. Uh, these are all kinds of uh, helps uh, that will definitely take you up the road from the Bible, from the Scriptures, from the Word of God. So so I, I just uh, am so happy to hope and to pray that you are in there listening. Now, I want to... I want to... Um, I want to... Um, uh, go to uh, a part here uh, in the MIV, the, the, the Peace Manifest Interpretation Bible. And I want to read some of these things out of this ninth chapter. We'll start with uh, MIV, uh, uh, chapter 9, verse 2. This is the MIV, the Manifest uh, Interpretation. And the angel opened the seemingly endless voids of space. This goes along with what I said about what what the bottomless pit was. Uh, it is on the edge of a great void where lives the mantis uh, of Lucifer, Satan. Uh, we explained how the, the mantis is a, a relative of 
uh, of the locusts and how that there are scriptures which use a combination of different kinds of locusts to actually uh, establish the idea of the mantis. I can't repeat that tonight. I don't have time. Uh, but it goes on. Uh, and where one day all the substance and unsaved of life will perish in the ultimate density of the bottomless pit of hopelessness. Uh, eventually, the Bible says that the heavens are going to to uh, uh, roll together as a scroll and become like this cosmic scroll egg uh, in the ultimate density. And once they're like that, everything that's out there, any spirits that, that do not have passageway into the first domain, the heaven of heavens, they will go into that density. And as they do uh, go into that compression, they will lose uh, uh, their consciousness and they will be there for the eternities of however long that it lasts before God sends his angels out and he stretches out the heavens again and he starts a new universe because universes do have an infinity as as the the heavens of God, uh, heaven of heaven has an infinity. Okay, so it goes on and it says, um, will perish in the ultimate des- density of his bottomless pit of hopelessness and a great invasion by the mantis uh, horde, hordes and by the uh, by the earth a covering umbra of smoke came upon the earth and it was so that the invaders planned to set up orders to black out righteous teachings and spiritual inspirations uh, chapter 9 verse 3 and so would come the time in the time times and the dividing of time when the mantis creations of the smoke of lucifer satan's work would be launched against the people of the planet earth so shall it be these mantis generator creatures will have great power, even as Lucifer, Satan's scorpions, uh, zams of which Un uh, lost possession during the angel wars, which were a name and effect takeoff of the creatures on earth called scorpions. And that is an interpretation of the scripture in 9.3 of KJV. There came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and unto them was given power as the scorpions of the earth had power. 9.3 continued in MIV. And there came out of the forces dark a creation of mantis, locust family people, and they were empowered with weapons that affected people's response systems. 9.4 MIV. The mantis, locust family, were commanded by certain angel forces of God that they in the sense that they in the sense all flesh is grass were not to harm any grass or green thing pertaining to the mortals who had the code of the seal of God in their minds. KJV. It was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. And and uh, this is 9.4 now. And the good angels of the cherubim and the seraphim set restrictions to Lucifer, uh, Lucifer Satan's uh, uh, forces that they should not overpower any flesh, grass, uh, in parentheses, any believing groups of humans, uh, in parentheses, any green thing, nor any diviners or prophets of manifest ministry who were sealed with the code of God in their minds, but that they could only harm the persons who were not sealed. Uh, chapter 9, 5, uh, KJV in 9, 5. And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. Their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he strikes a man. 
To the mantis it was commanded, this is the MIV, to the mantis it was commanded that they could not kill any mortals. They could test them, therefore the mantis used uh, mind uh, drugs in the water systems to spread the effects of the mortals far and wide. And it was plotted so that the drug would have a, a five-month toxic period, which is a symbolic uh, uh, period. This drug was a derivative of, of poison. Uh, 9.5. And even on those patients not sealed were placed limits by the good angels that the mantis could not kill them but only use their weapons to temporarily affect the system's response. 9.6. <clears throat> MIV. And in the course of the tra trail of the times, masses of people will desire death only to discover in those far future times that they are brain plotted for our survival. And seeking both methods of death is mentally more disjointed to them than even the trails they are experiencing. KJV. And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it, shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. Chapter 9, 6. The advances of, uh, of anti-aging shall be set in every respect of the living. Technology, sh uh, technology shall provide longevity of life by body implants of regenerating cells. Persons having wanting to die emotions will find themselves with body implants, upgraded genetics that protect them against self-destruction. Soon upon the desire to die coming into mind, the implants will cause the body to prepare regenerating cells for action. 9-7 KJV And the shapes of the locusts were likened to horses prepared into battle, and on their heads were, uh, were as it were, crowns like gold, and their faces were as the faces of men. The locust zams were spaceships which had flight and liftoff power, whose pilots called engines could maneuver at speeds greatly in excess of the speed of light. The pilots looked like human, royal noble princes, Bred for good looks, intelligent and poised, each pilot wa wore a hologramic crown with gold grounding points that was their contact brain for all the information, data, flight accordances, flight coordinates, and communication. Nine seven, MIV, and the represent representation of the Mantis people as regards their war profile was their super armed spacecraft, which were twinned with protection and communication and with a high-density element uh, like the ring, the gold ring, uh, capable of resisting bombardment, bombardments from space and used as a conductor for communications. Uh, interestingly, in interestingly, the appearance of the mantis resembled humankind. 9-8, KJV, and they had hair as hair of women, their teeth were as the teeth of men, or teeth of lions. They had physical aura, MIV, that was glorious. Hair of women as well. They worked as a family unit, worked together as with a pride of lions uh, and, 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 and the teeth of lions. Teeth is the symbol for family. 9-8. And they wore their hair long as women wear long hair, and their teeth were as those described in the myth of vampires, which is really a true story of Lucifer, Satan's desire to possess not the actual blood, but the blood life of every mortal. Also, they, they were predators for Lucifer, Satan, who, uh, who owns self, goes about symbolically as a roaring, roaring lion, uh, seeking those persons who can be devoured. 9-9. Nine, nine. 
The Zams of the Locust were of a material capable of transformation in flight. The zoom of the Zams zipping from place to place was difficult for the mortals to follow. What the mortals called engine power, and equal to the power of many, many horses, when compared to the power of the Zams, was like a fairy tale. <clears throat> nine nine. Uh, furthermore, uh, as regards the Mantis spacecraft, they had undercarriages, breastplates made of nearly uh, unimpenetrable, un unimpenetrable uh, ionic dark energy. Uh, the sound of the spacecraft was like the rushing of the chariots of the cherubim as they soared from point of action to point of action. 910. KJV. And they had tails like into scorpions, and they were stings in their tails, uh, and there were stings in their tails, and their power was to hurt men five months. And there were three creations made in space by Lucifer Satan, those entities whose code name was smoke, those entities whose code name was fire, and those entities whose code name was brimstone. The smoke entity uh, were the pilots, um, uh, just a minute here, yeah, were the pilots and their Zam ships. Uh, these uh, were the locust engineers, pilots. The, the profile of the locust engineers was human in appearance. Their faces handsomely beautiful. Their task was to test all mortals who were not sealed. Their Zams could fire germ war warfare, of mine toxins from the rear of their ships as a direct beam into the air or water systems of a population. According to sacred math, the five months were 150 days of five months of 30 days. This is equal to the time uh, of the flood of Noah's time and was on the ground according to Moses and Daniel's accounting. 9-11, and they had a king over them who was a rebel cherubim, Ko'un, to Lucifer Satan. Uh, Un's uh, name is Abaddon and Apollyon, and it was so that Abaddon came out of Lucifer Satan to be in charge of the army of Satan. Now we're beginning to see that there is a tremendous amount of information that is in this MIV, uh, Peace Manifest Bible. And uh, I want you to be praying about this Peace Manifest Bible. We're hoping to get uh, this part that I'm reading to you fully ready to be able to hand out, uh, you know, within a fairly short period of time. Uh, we we are r really in the project of, of um, working on the refinery of it right now and getting it ready for, for print. But it will still be, you know, uh, a few months away. Uh, but pray because uh, there's help that we need for all of this. 9-11, they had a king over them who was a rebel cherubim, Kohun to Lucifer Satan. Uh, Un's name is Abaddon uh, 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 and Apollyon. And it was so that Abaddon came out of Lucifer Satan to be in charge of the army of Satan. Um, <clears throat> KJV, they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name is the, uh, the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek a tongue has its name Apollyon. Uh, very interesting that we've got this bottomless pit thing, that people have a certain uh, idea of it. But we've discovered in the reading of the scripture earlier how that, that, that the key was given to Lucifer, to Lucifer Satan. 
so that he could be in charge of this space and he was doing all this creation and power there and 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 the bible itself in the in the own words of the bible acknowledges that these people in the bottomless pit had a king over them which a king uh, uh, designates that it was a kingdom and so this bottomless pit is not what most people think it is but it actually is a kingdom in space and uh, it is where lucifer was sent and uh, and he has the key to that and it was given the key to that by by an angel uh so it's totally different than what people have been preaching what people have been teaching what people have been uh you know saying and we need to get this down okay 911 however the mantis locust creatures being created as progeny of lucifer satan were not bound to un's limits for the law that a father's sin should not pass to his son was enforced Lucifer Satan, however, could by using Un's mantis progeny carry out Un's schemes through them without location limits to the extent their ability and success was to do so. Um, <clears throat> in the meanwhile, Lucifer Satan, due to Un's key privilege, was king over the mantis and was the angel of the bottomless uh, space, or as it may be said, the spaces about the Milky Way galaxy, which angels were was which angels uh which angel was sometimes called according to the translations Abaddon and sometime Apollyon nine twelve one woe is is uh, slightly explained two more woes wait to be described, and there are three woes, and these are the three entities of Lucifer Satan called to conduct war and destruction nine twelve thus uh woes followed woes and woes bred woes, so that one woe bred two more woes. 9.13. The sixth angel of the seven spirits of God soundtroned. Then I heard a wailing of, de, of travail from the powers, uh, the horns of the golden ar, uh, altar, travailing to God about the woes that were to come. Nine fourteen. Then the voice said to the sixth angel holding the trumpet, Loose the guardian angels, Free them from their jobs of protecting the four kinds of, of angels on earth uh, that are in uh, the genetic Euphrates River uh, and emerge. Uh, let them emerge uh, from the seed uh, of Adam. Okay, uh, <clears throat> 19, uh, 9 15. Now this is a very important one here. And I've already told you this, but now you hear it in the MIV words. And the guardians were loosed of their proxy missions to the mortals. And the mortals themselves were also freed to make their final advantages uh, or not, by the same time uh, shorted for the elect, called quick diving. So it was that they would be freed at last from the mortal, prepared to, to decrease uh, uh, the mortal life, uh, to decrease the mortal life and to increase the spirit life. For they were a part of the third of the angels who fell, and time incorporating the parts of time became became crowned. There are those held in the regeneration zone of Abraham's bosom who have finished their opportunities of uh, opportunities of regeneration, and who have chosen to be children of darkness. And there are those who have chosen to be children of light. Uh, those who have chosen to be children of darkness will immediately be inducted into the armies of Lucifer Satan. And those who have chosen to be children of light will become as an array of dignitaries bringing and defending the word of Yaviel. Now this does not mean 
that the Abraham uh, Abraham's bosom has finished and that we've come to a conclusion or a summary or an end of the time, time, and dividing of the times. But it means it is approaching the end of that dispensation. Uh, but there will still be people that have not had a chance to finish out uh, you know, their time and chance and who will remain in Abraham's bosom. Okay, uh, 9.15, uh, Revelations. Then, this MIV, then the orphan angels who had fallen into matter of the human bodies and who had consequently been bound in the cellular chains of the molecular human flesh were loosed from their regenerations in humanity. And this was allowed because the covenant of Abraham's thousand generations being 70,000 years uh, was almost complete. So it was the four angels being the four kinds of Ophanim uh, humans who were the one through the star angels who fell from heaven and who had been redeemed began to be freed from humankind uh, re-engenerations as the phases of the Ophanim Ophanim into human incarnation and incarceration um, uh, began to, uh, came to the last re-engenerations. 916. Those things being said, back to the subject of the locusts, mantis people, the mantis. False prophet, false prophet fire people were super gifted of speaking their words uh, and were so powerful and believable that they seemed as burning coals uh, that no one feared to touch. But the brimstone people were the, uh, the army soldiers, and in one deployment alone they numbered 200,000, which is 200 million, not counting the Gog and the Magog. 916. As a consequence of this, demons being prepared launched mind wars against the remaining Ophan humans, who were overcoming and therefore phasing out of regeneration, and the offspring of the Ophan humans, who were the new creations, called the kings of the east, and the number of the invading demon mantis, who were the 200 million. <clears throat> These are the ones that became demons when they refused uh, to be uh, uh, delivered to overcoming. And uh, by doing that, uh, they lost their title to the Ophanim and became demons. 9.17. In the visions of my mind, I saw the Zam and their pilots, and how the Zams were so awesomely made of ionic energy. And the power of the Zams as space battleships was nearly of syntonic power. 9.17. And their spaceships called Zams and Zats uh, spread out to every planet where there were remaining Ophan humans or their offspring. These spaceships were equipped with mind-penetrating co-opters of three kinds. Therefore, by these three creations of Lucifer Satan, the Locust Engine Pilots and their Zamcraft, also called the Flyers, the man Mantis Fire, False Prophet, and three, the Brimstone Androids of Lucifer Satan uh, as living weapons uh, called uh, Insectus uh, Gigantus, Army of Soldiers, was a great ass uh, assault brought against the third of the angels who fell after the first angel war. 9.18. So it was the Mantis in entities plotted three methods of reprogramming. Now, if you remember uh, going back sometime in these teachings, I did promise to read a good deal from out of this uh, Peace Manifest Bible. And I read a small amount, and then uh, that was as far as I got. And uh, and then I, I just didn't get back to it. Well, I've had so many inquiries and so many people 
on the phone and in email saying, wow, I, was, I, I just love the teaching, but I'm so disappointed that I didn't get a chance to get more of the of the Peace Manifest Bible because I'm, I'm copying everything out so that I have a, uh, that much of a copy of it before it gets published. And it was really, really important to him. So that's why I am taking the time tonight to, to read, uh, you know, some of, some of this information. Uh, I'm going to uh, have to get over here, though, to a particular place uh, in the Bible that is uh, where the, 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 uh, the war of the of uh, of the the third uh, war of the angels starts all of this that we are talking about right now still has to do with uh war 3 and it's far far up uh, up the uh, up the range uh, before it will reach uh the gauge that we're talking about there but uh you know there'll be some of those actions that will happen uh even uh, when um, uh you know uh, people during this age will get to see things. I know that uh, I've had experiences uh, in which my family and I, at least twice, once in British Columbia and, and, and once uh, in, uh, up in, in the Northwest West Territories, we saw an armada of, of, of what we call Ziths. And they were in different uh, orders and, and uh, some were like Vs and some were Sevens and, and all kinds of different shapes. And and it took like 15, 20 minutes uh, for them just to go by at the speed they were going. And the numbers were so vast, and uh, and God had you know revealed to me uh, this whole uh, you know job of the seraphims and the cherubims and 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 the uh, the people that are uh, of the uh, Father's house, which are called uh, uh, the, the uh, Artertians. Uh, <clears throat> but let's let's. Uh, just leave that, uh, you know, simulating, and let's get over here to uh, to the book of uh, Revelations, and where this uh, this uh, you know third uh, war part starts, because I think that uh, you know we we have got to get into that. So let's turn to chapter twenty, chapter twenty of uh, the book of Revelations, and now. Uh, we know that that we have this uh, kingdom of this Christ kingdom on earth, and there is oh such so much teaching I could do on that if I had the time, and it's we 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 will call it a thousand years, but the thousand has uh, an additional meaning besides the thousand, uh, but we'll just we'll call it the thousand years for the sake of the people that are so used to that, and uh, and then uh, during that thousand years. Uh, Lucifer Satan is is locked up. He's restricted uh, from being able to, uh, you know, come onto the earth. Um, don't misunderstand, and don't think that that does not still allow him, through photo uh, 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 transition, to send messages. Uh, I think that there are uh, messages coming to people. Uh, who are receiving these uh, pictures and ideas about uh, aliens and and there are messages coming to people and 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 it is just so real, so translated in such a realism uh, that that they cannot distinguish the difference. Uh, this is a powerful thing this this mind force, this mind power uh, that can be used by the angels 
and and uh, the the Bible clearly says, I think it's the sixty sixth chapter of Isaiah, that um, all of the people uh, that do not go up to uh, worship at Jerusalem, uh, that refuse to go up, uh, that their lands will not have rain, uh, that they will still be visited by sickness. Uh, so if you think that this thousand years is going to be a time of perfection all over the earth, you have not read your Bible. You do not know your Bible. That is not the case. But there will be uh, an area in which there will be this this uh, uh, worship and this peace and the, the, those that are sealed in the forehead of God's people. Uh, it will be beautiful. It will be wonderful. Uh, but there's a whole lot more to it than that. Okay, now... The second war of the angels ends. Uh, we're going to, if I get time, I'm still going to read you some other scripture that will be very, very uh, exciting and interesting for you to hear. Uh, but we'll just have to see if I have time because now we're, we're, we're the thousand years finishes up. And, uh, and so it says here in chapter 20 and verse 7, And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. And we're talking about his restriction from being able to come to the earth or go to any other planet, but he's in space, and he can do things in space. He's restricted there. That's his prison. And he shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is the sand of the sea. Now, it's pretty difficult for you to really understand what Gog and Magog is if you've never had any true teaching on it. Now in the book, you know, the the uh, Manifest Chronicles before Genesis of the Seven Thunders, um, I do this teaching about the Gog. Uh, these Gog and Magogs were a group of entities who lived before there were ever any generations. And they lived during a time that was called the Alpha a Age. And I'll read a little bit of this to you. Um, page 64. And to those who would know the long truth, let them now read and learn concerning the inner Alpha orders and their aeonic histories that happened long before the genesis of planet Earth. Let them listen and hear deeply, for now begins the story. In the present world, which is the eighth universe, there is a writ spoken in metaphors that describes the gogs. For those who seek the long truth, there is discovery. A, there is discovered a manifest revelation in the deep reading of that writ, not only about a future event, but also about a, a, an aeonic past. For it is so that eternities after God's world of the inner alpha ages and its resurgence in other ages and universes was perished, and memories of its orders were locked away in the density points of matter, Prophecies of God's rising again were promised in the eighth universe on planet Earth. Now here it is. I'm going to read it, and and uh, uh, you know uh, Ezekiel 38:17 and Ezekiel 39:1 uh, through 2. We put a couple uh, things together here from those two scriptures. Ezekiel 38:17 and Ezekiel 39:1 through 2. O Gog. Are you not the one of anterior beginnings that I spoke to about my messenger, servants, the prophets, the seers, saying in latter times you would come against God's defenders? 
Defenders is another word for Israel. Defenders of humanity speak to Gog, the principal principality imaged from worlds past, and say, The Lord is against you, Gog. Therefore, when your image is re in, regenerated from the depths of the sixth dimension to be used against the leader of God's defenders, I will expose your secrets. And God is exposing these secrets, ladies and gentlemen. And here is a prophecy in the Bible, in the MIV interpretation, which shows that this thing about Gog isn't just like, you know, Magog, one of the children that was an offspring of one of the one of the children of Noah. But we see that at different times this Gog and Magog has come back into play. And then at the end of the of 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 all time, we see that there's going to be multitudes of them spread across the four uh, corners of the of the world of the earth and and they're going to be part of a great army that uh, that Lucifer is going to have and so this Gog and Magog is not is not some simple thing and in fact uh this story of Gog is quite a story and in this book it tells the story of of Gog uh who was you know just one of the most brilliant uh creature persons that ever lived and uh, how he you know wanted to become as god something very uh, similar to what lucifer wanted to and uh, how that uh, he requested to be able to be set aside alone uh, god granted that and then he uh, turned into the uh, proposition of trying to uh, make his own kingdom and become become as god and uh, so uh, there's quite the story in the book about Gog, and it's well worth having and reading. Uh, and uh, you know, later as his uh, his army and, and representation of individuals began to grow, there were other people within his enterprise that began to rise, like this one person by the name of Agog. And Agog had the same idea that Gog did, and he wanted to become powerful and, and equal to God uh, also. But he wanted to do it in a more authoritative way and uh, even go to battle against God, God's uh, supremacy. And, of course, that wasn't uh, something that God believed in at all. But, but uh, uh, in the ultimate, uh, you know, uh, climax of it, uh, the things that God did and how those people lived uh, was something that became forbidden knowledge, forbidden reading, uh, but uh, but uh, Lucifer opened up that book again and began to teach it uh, that forbidden knowledge. And so when we see this thing in the book of Revelation about Lucifer going out, and, and, and this is not the first time he's done this, but he's he's marshalling in you know new troops from the Gog and Magog, and these are all soulless people. They do they do not have souls. And, and they are the offspring of the Ophanims who no longer are producing soul children. And, and, uh, and there is just thousands and thousands and thousands and millions and millions of these people. Now, not all of these people uh, whose names have never been written down in the Book of Life are interested in following Lucifer's uh, demands and Lucifer's ideas. There are groups of these Gog and Magog uh, uh, who... Are they're they're not actually called Gog and Magog. They're they're just uh, you know children of the Ophanim 
soulless children of the Ophidim, and they have not become Gog and Magog, uh, but but who are believers in in uh, you know wanting to g- gain a soul uh, through following the teachings and the ideas that uh, are given uh, by the Ophidims who are still on earth in ministries, and um, but Lucifer is telling these other Ophidims. Uh, of the high office, and that, and you know that he is he is a, 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 a an angel of the highest order. Uh, he has still not been judged. Uh, he still has his rank, and uh, he's convincing them that he knows a shortcut, a method that he can get them souls without having to go through all the rigmarole that uh, the Ophan uh, messenger uh, humans are suggesting. And so he gets a huge collections of these people uh, to to come and 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 to join him, uh, and and so you can imagine he's got he's got the mantis armies, he's he's got uh, these thousands of of um, of Gog and Magog, these millions of them, and he's planning on snuffing out the Holy Jerusalem. Now the Holy Jerusalem, as I read to you. Uh, earlier uh, is a temporary location and it came down out of heaven so it is a a special kind of planetome that is actually a spacecraft and it came down and landed on earth for a temporary period of time and uh, it will in the end rise and go back to the father's house uh, because it is a uh, you know it, it is a craft uh, that can hold uh, you know millions of people actually and and uh, it's very 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 interesting uh, this whole revelation, and so uh, Satan comes in, and this begins the third war, and he plans to in just an, he doesn't want to drag out this war, like this long war that the, that the Angel War Two was that just went on and on and on, principalities fighting principalities, mind wars against mind wars. Uh, he wants to make this an instant crush. And so he comes against this uh, this force, uh, but you know uh, they are prepared, they are ready, they are waiting, and and uh, uh, just like the story uh, that is in here uh, of um, you know the, the 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 story of um, of Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, there is a very interesting connection uh, in that story, really to this end that happens. Uh, of the angel wars, uh, you know. For instance, um, uh, a lot of people don't know this, but archaeologists have found over uh, by the Dead Sea Scrolls where Sodom and uh, and Gomorrah, uh, you know, uh, were destroyed by brimstone uh, and uh, and hail and fire out uh, from heaven, and this hail and fire came out, and they have found uh, and dug up a burial. Uh, of bodies that now uh, uh, account to over a million people that lived in in those areas of Sodom and Gomorrah, and uh, they've also done intense scientific study showing that uh, this this brimstone uh, that is that is on the earth, uh, uh, you know, is uh, you know not from a volcano, and uh, they think it'd be maybe possible from some very deep earthquake. Uh, that would have, through a great compression and, and a moving of the tectonic plates, squeezed up this substance. But there are a lot of scientists that 
that doubt that too, and especially because of the uh, the rhombic uh, shape uh, and and uh, uh, all the, what they found. What, what they found is, and it is still there, and I've seen pictures of it, are a vast number of balls, B-A-L-L-S, of, of pure elementary sulfur, uh, riddling uh, the, the salt surface. This sulfur uh, is not found uh, naturally in any occurring, uh, you know, uh, type of areas like the Dead Sea or, or, or any, any natural areas of Earth. And uh, it is um, monoclinic. Uh, it's, it's totally white. It's exceptionally pure. Uh, and it's, it is obviously uh, having been exposed to some very high temperatures for long, long periods of time. And geologists have not found any other pockets of any similar balls of sulfur uh, naturally occurring anywhere on Earth. This product is not made of a naturally occurring normal, normal geological process. It remains a mystery. And, uh, you know, they've done lab tests on it. Uh, they found a little bit of magne uh, magnesium. Uh, but I'm telling you, this thing where it said uh, that the, the the brimstone and fire came down out of heaven and destroyed all those cities and left that site, just that huge site covered with vast amounts of these balls of sulfur is an absolute miracle of God. But it attests to something of a very advanced uh, age. And you see almost a repeat of that here of these armies of Gog and Magog and this fire that's coming down from heaven. And yet, in this case, it's different than Sodom and Gomorrah. In Sodom and Gomorrah, everything that was in that general area was was destroyed by this general downpour. But now you've got this, this city uh, and, all, and all the people in it, uh, and then you've got all these armies surrounding it. So now what happens? Well, you know, the whole story is not uh, told uh, seemingly. Uh, it is there... Uh, but it has to be understood through through interpretation, and I don't have time to get into that tonight. But let's just suppose that this temporary city, which the word in, encampment means, uh, then decided to rise and began to rise uh, and becoming the planetome spaceship that it is. And as it rises, uh, these other uh, angels in the Ziths and Zooks and... and uh, uh, other uh, warships, uh, which are also called the White Horses and the Riders of the White Horses, uh, the Merkaba, which are the Merkaba are those who are the the pilots uh, of of their of these ships, and that uh, uh, they begin to uh, fire this syntonic fire into the elements, and and uh, cause this brimstone. Uh, and all this destruction to come down and destroy all of those people, and and then this becomes the the end of the satanic wars. This becomes the end of of the plots of Satan. He is cast into uh, the lake of fire and brimstone, which is where he came from, a uh, space. Only this time it's called the lake because 
the the universe is already shrinking and it's already in that process in which uh, the Bible says that God will cause the heavens to roll together as a scroll. Now, understand, that will last for millions and millions uh, of years beyond imagination. And they will have to move as one planet gets too close to their star sun. They'll have to move out in space and find another place where they can orbit around with a planetome uh, that is... Uh, still, uh, you know, livable and so forth. Uh, but I, I, I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it will be the end of that particular thing. And after the, the uh, time, time and the, uh, the um, dividing of the times uh, is complete, uh, the Bible says that all persons that, that have sinned uh, and that have repented will be forgiven. All transgression, transgressions will be uh, forgiven and forgotten. Uh, it will be a new day. It'll be a new moment. Uh, now let me see if I can just uh, quickly read uh, some of these scriptures uh, from the Peace Bible. I just pulled out. They're not in order, uh, but I thought they'd be interesting if I just quickly read through them. Uh, maybe if I take about 10 minutes. Uh, this is going to be all MIV. 1921. And then the rider of the white horse, speaking in special tongues to Yah's white horse ministry followers, directed them how to use spiritual uh, power words to disable the remnant of the follower of the beast who were still alive. Then the elements of the earth, fowls of the air, uh, came upon that remnant and disabled them from all capabilities to make war. <clears throat> Okay, um, uh, 1918. And so it was these predators of flesh would not, ref would, would not refuse any of the flesh, uh, though it be the flesh of kings, captains, mighty persons, as this predation would transfigure to powerful uh, missiles of war for the destruction of the war machines of those who, who rejected God. Now this is talking in a much higher sense of missiles than anything you've ever heard of. And, uh, you know, uh, most of these mi missiles are just like uh, little minute uh, arrows going through space, but they have such powerful force that whenever they strike the object, uh, you know, their density uh, is enough to destroy uh, like, like a part of a planet. And uh, so it's very, very advanced. Okay, let me just go on to the next one here. Uh, 1917, and I saw an angel standing in the light of physical knowledge, the, uh, knowledge, Ursun, that's E-R-S-U-N, the son of the earth, and I heard the angel instructing element, the elements and potenti potential destructive aspects of nature, saying, I call for all the elements of nature to hear the soundtron within yourself. The Lord God is enlisting you into the army of God. You must fight for the good cause uh, of the of the creators. Okay, um, let's go on to the next, uh, 1912. The Lord's eyes were filled with the visions of the Holy Ghost and fire, and it was so that the Lord led a spiritual army of white horses and their riders who were, uh, who were as many uh, crowns upon Yah's head. And the name of the collective body who were operating under the Lord's personification was a military secret, and it was so uh, that only the Lord knew this. Um, 1914. And the Artesian horse, the Artesian host, which were in Artesia, the father's house, followed Yaviel and Zis, 
which were powered by dark energy that inverted was whiter than light, and they wore a, fi a fabricate clothing that was all seasonal. 1716. Uh, then Lucifer, Satan, shall make a major military blunder. He shall give unto Un's generals of the ten horns king force of the beast to assassinate the queen of Babylon because of their great hate for her. And they shall disgrace her city and her power, stripping her and her governors before a worldwide internet screen. The poisoned cup of wine and the plot for assassination was made ready. Then moved the strike force of the horns against the queen of Babylon and her governess and her royal guard. And the, and the whole metropolis of the great city of Babylon was under attack. And these actions against the queen and, the, and Babylon uh, were not without resistance. Some of the greatest interspace pilots and war engineers uh, were followers of the queen. And within a short time, royal guards were ready to respond against the forces of horns. However, the war... Uh, was ab about the city and and in the city and in the harbors. And there was a call, a warning from the Sith uh, ministry for souls to abandon the city and escape judgment. When the war was finished, there was a massive dying on both sides, but the city was in smoke and fire. The end of Babylon had come. The, the, this war did not involve the White Horse Ministry. However, the angel Michael phototranslated a stumbling stone of violence into the city of the multitudes of, of Babylon. Then arose a great division of the people and a great sorrow because of the destruction of the queen and the city of Babylon, which was not expected by forces dark. Okay, the holy city, 1616, the holy city that came down from Artura of the Father's house, also called by some heaven, was so huge and massive it covered many miles of distance upon the ground. Yet this city was so beautiful of magnitude it shone like diamonds. This great wonder was planted uh, on a created plot of the outskirts of a land expanse called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. <clears throat> All right. 1614. Because... Uh, time was quickened. The satanic trinity began mass possession of all susceptible uh, persons who had taken the mark and the number of the name of the beast. The germ of devilhood seemed to be everywhere. The possession uh, enabled those possessed to do beast miracles, prescribed miracles by the beast. The very germ of this devil power spread all over the earth, making it very difficult for the manifestors to hide or survive. Lucifer, Satan's greatest war general, was the Cosmocrator. Unto him was given the power to order legions of the mantis swarms of clone soldiers. The spirit of war was almost everywhere. All demon eyes were on the holy city, the capital and refuge of the saints. 1615. Here in your vision, all you who are soldiers of the White Horse Ministry, Blessed is your watching, and blessed are you who can keep your orders of ministry intact, keeping of one, uh, one's garments. For whosoever becomes naked of orders has no defense against the coming war legions. All such persons will be exposed to shame in the last hours of the blood in the war of the angels. No one is given the time of the day, nor the hour of the coming of the Lord, uh, ams this. But that time is a military secret and shall come suddenly as a thief upon the hordes of the forces dark. 1612. And the sixth angel began to phototranslate the Ophan, Ophan humans out of the Euphrates River, 
line of genetic uh, human descent and to prepare the way of the new creation who would become the new humans or a solace offspring for those new humans are for those new humans are those persons whose names have never been written in the book of life this is the creation plan before the fall of the Ophanims. Once the regeneration of the Ophanim is complete and the new creation is to begin. And the fifth angel photo translated Uns by Veil, Veil upon the, um, the environment, home of the beast, which calls super neurons to click boutons, uh, boutons in the brain synaphysis into hyperine mental states of darkness, and the depression was so deep, humans bit their own tongues. However, the effect which was meant to pre prevent disastrous things from occurring in the environment was swerved negatively against those persons uh, who rejected God's help. Nevertheless, the believers reaped full positive benefit, and their minds did not experience the time of depressions and the fits and despairs of those who denied God. So I think I'm going to have to, to stop there and not be able to read any more of this. Uh, I made a statement in the um, the printout and notice of publication that, uh, you know, this, these revelations would be greater than anything that was revealed in uh, Star Trek or in uh, Star Wars. Um, the proof of that is this. Those um, uh, movies and, and, and uh, television performances uh, were all done in modern times. But these revelations came in the days of King James. Way, 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 way back there. Hundreds and hundreds of years ago before there were airplanes. Before there was any of this modern kind of stuff. And yet this revelation, sensational revelation, which I haven't even haven't even really touched on, there is so much more, was given and encoded beyond the question of a shadow of a doubt. That so far supersedes anything of the modern times just because of the fact of this incredible uh, revelation. Siths and Zooks, Zams, that can travel faster than the speed of light. All these various capabilities of conversion and inversion, all of these abilities to turn their whole shield and defense system into a neuron computer that can tell everything that is happening before it happens by making predictions that are not like any other predictions made by mortals. Yes, and much more. It's just great. It's just awesome. It's just incredible. And so that finishes the answer to questions asked about the angel wars. We will continue next week with the questions and answers number eight, which will be about some of the other questions that people have asked, but we have not got around to answering. May God bless you and keep you.
God bless you.